Welcome to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping Orange County. With your host, Don Camber. Hello, live from the OC Talk Radio studios at UCI's Beale Applied Innovation Center. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber with another great guest positively impacting our community. Today, I welcome Orange County Grantmakers Executive Director Taryn Palumbo. Orange County Grantmakers advances equity by creating strategic alignment and cultivating transformational relationships and leadership among OC philanthropists and nonprofits. Thank you, Taryn, for being on Impact OC. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. Taryn, I understand OCG envisions in Orange County where philanthropists and nonprofits work together as partners to achieve equity for our most impacted communities. Can you tell us more about the impacted communities and how you believe OC grantmakers can lead efforts in meeting that goal? Absolutely. So we know in our community, despite the expectation or understanding that Orange County is, you know, doesn't have any need and is wealthy without any needs that exist. We know that there are actually a lot of things that are needing support and a lot of amazing nonprofits that are doing the work here. The challenge is making sure that those who have the money, who are the funders, the philanthropists, are able to connect with those organizations doing the work on the ground. And so OCG brings together the philanthropists that are doing that work, that are interested in investing in supporting that work, and gives them a space to learn from one another, to connect around their missions, their vision, their impact areas, and learn about the nonprofits doing the work on the ground to help better amplify and align the giving that's taking place in our community. It's that way that we can make sure that the nonprofits that have the most need and the communities that have the most need are actually receiving the funds to make sure that the impact is actually going to happen. Describe the communities and the need that exists. Yeah, so I mean, the communities and needs are everywhere, right? So we have communities of underserved populations. We have communities of need in terms of the issue areas that they're looking at. So we have people that are working in on the area of homelessness. We have people that are working in the area of early childhood education. We have nonprofits that are working specifically on things like food security, right? All of these areas of need in Orange County have their own specific um, strategy for addressing the challenge. Our role is to try and identify how those nonprofits that are doing the work to address those impacted communities, whatever that might be in whatever part of Orange County that is, is receiving the funding that they need to make the actual work happen. Because we know that's where the work is going on, right? It's not happening at the high level. It's happening with the folks on the ground who are dealing with the um, family who, from all outward appearances, might look like they have everything that they need, but in actuality, is going hungry for one meal or the family that is eight person eight people to one room because the housing is so expensive in orange county right there is need everywhere what we're trying to do is figure out how we can better make sure that the dollars are getting to the nonprofits that are doing the work on the ground to address those various challenges thus now explain your membership and the nonprofits and philanthropists yeah, so Orange County Grantmakers is what's fancily known as a regional philanthropic serving organization. 
All that is is a fancy term for saying we're a membership association of funders and philanthropists, which means those who give at least $100,000 or more in our community can be a member of OCG. So we're talking about the people, the organizations, the private, the family foundations, the corporate foundations that are really putting their money where their mouth is and giving into the Orange County community to have impact and affect change here. So if an organization or a foundation, a family foundation, corporate foundation, business corporation says, I want to really impact change in my community because I'm going to give $100,000 or more, whether it be in grants or in kind or time, whatever it might be, then they can be a member of OCG. And the reason why that's valuable is quite often the people doing that work it's one person within a company, or it's a person who has a mission, who has a belief, who wants to affect change, but they aren't quite sure what nonprofit to work with or what other funders are doing. So by joining into a membership association like OCG, they have the opportunity to learn about who's doing the work in the community, what are other funders doing, and then potentially align the dollars in the best way possible so that dollars aren't necessarily sprinkled out in a really kind of haphazard, uncoordinated way, but are going to be most aligned with actually accomplishing the goal that somebody sets out they want to do. So a really good example of that is we have another number of funders who are focused on the area of health equity. Well, we know we're not gonna fix health equity with private philanthropic dollars. But if we can make sure that funders who are interested in the health equity space are talking to one another, seeing what each other are doing, and potentially coming together to align those dollars, think about the impact that a million dollars can have in Orange County instead of just $100,000. That's what we build to through our membership every day. Can you give us an example of a connection between a funder and a nonprofit? Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I think a really good example is there's a number of funders that are working on in the area of food security. That being said, you know, food security is a huge issue. It's something that we saw maximized during COVID, right? We all of a sudden saw that there is not enough food and that people don't have the safety net that really needs to exist in Orange County. So a number of nonprofits came together to start something called the OC Hunger Alliance, which is looking at how can we better understand the network and the connection between the need and the resources that are out there. And then we have some funders that are members of OCG that have really poured their heart into it, including the Sam Wally Foundation, which we're very familiar with where we are here. So they've invested in this to say, listen, we are here to support your work because we see value in it. Maybe not everyone can put in that much dollars. So OCG has a food security issue table that brings together additional funders who want to support that space, whatever that might look like, and continue building the connection with the nonprofits that are part of the OC Hunger Alliance, the nonprofits that are part of that larger network that are working in the space of food security, and starting to build the build bridges between those doing the work, again, in that food space and those who are funding it. What is the focus for 2024? So our focus is, I always say our focus is determined entirely by our members. So our focus changes. In 2024, we actually have seven different issue tables. 
And our issue tables are small group settings where funders with one specific issue in mind that maybe is a top giving priority for them can come together and have dialogue again around who are what, what who is funding what, how are they approaching that funding, what nonprofits are they working with, what are they seeing as the need, and learn from experts in the field. Because we know the funders, although oftentimes we might like to think of ourselves as this way, are not actually the experts. It's the people doing the work on the ground. So this year we have issue tables around food security, health equity, early childhood education, the environment, corporate philanthropy, immigration, and I'm blanking on the last one, but we have a lot of them. (laughs) They're all available on our website. But the point is, you know, when a funder comes to us and says, I really want to know what other funders are doing around this topic. I kind of survey our members and I say, is anybody else doing work in this space? And if there is a significant amount of members doing it, then we pull them together and we have those over issue tables. So this year, our focus has been built entirely based upon those identified areas of focus by our members. And so we're going pretty deep into each of those spaces. We meet four times per year for each of those, bringing in, again, experts from the community, whether it be nonprofits or community members from an impacted population to provide that expertise to the funders interested in that space and then give those funders kind of their own time to talk within their own network of philanthropy about how philanthropy can actually support the work on the ground in a better way. Do you vet the nonprofits that are involved? We do not vet nonprofits. So, and I'm gonna kind of clarify that statement. So in Orange County, there's over 900 nonprofits, right? So yes, in a sense, I can't, if I just get approached by a nonprofit, I'm not going to immediately say, please come meet all the funders, right? Because for anyone listening, that would be scary. And I don't want a thousand emails. What we do, however, is we know that Orange County, despite that 900 number, is actually a pretty small interconnected community. And people know each other. And the work stands for themselves. So if a nonprofit emails me out of nowhere, which I'm always happy for, I will meet them and learn about their work. I'll learn who they'll say might be working with. I'll learn who the funders are that already support them. And a lot of this comes from the funders themselves. So we say, hey, who are you funding right now? Because funders do their own vetting of nonprofits before they make grants. Who are you working with right now? What does that work look like? Who else are your grantees working with? Through that kind of natural process of learning, we start to identify who the players are on the ground that are actually having impact, whether it's by engaging community leaders or the number of people they serve, that type of information which is pulled out of grant reports and what else. Through that natural process, which I don't like to call vetting because that sounds very severe, but through that natural process, you begin to learn what the ecosystem is of the nonprofits doing the work on the ground, who is working in what space and on what topic. And so in that matter and in that process, we'll start to see, okay, these are some of the nonprofits that are doing amazing work in this space. And then kind of figuring out how that fits into this larger landscape of both philanthropy and nonprofits in our community. Are you in the know of all the connections that are made with the OC grant makers and the nonprofits? <laughs> no, I cannot say that I'm an, I'm aware of that many. I will say I am in the most wonderful position in that I do know a lot of the nonprofits and I do know what our funders are doing. So I do have this very high level perspective of the community here. 
I would never claim to know all of the connections that are being made. And I think one of the best parts of my job is that I am constantly learning about who's doing what in Orange County and how they're working with one another. But I think the value and one of the things that I've learned over the last six years in this position is to see how relationships are at the core of what happens in Orange County. I mean, we were just, I was just talking about this at a meeting last week. So much of our work here is collaborative and relationship-based. And so that has evolved over time so that I do have a good high-level understanding of sort of how who's doing what. And I like to say, I might know just enough to be dangerous, but I can at least point you in the right direction so you can meet with somebody who will know a lot more and be the actual expert to give more advice or connection. Are you willing to list some of the funders that are involved in your organization? Absolutely. So one of the first things I actually did when I joined OCG, which was at the time the Orange County Funders Roundtable, is we made our entire membership list public. So you can go to our website, And on our member page, you can actually view all of our members. They're listed there. Not only that, but about two years ago, um, and this came out of our strategic plan, one of the most exciting things we did was we created a platform called OC Philanthropy Central. And in it is listed all the members of OCG, as well as their areas of giving. So you can go to OC Philanthropy Central and say you're a nonprofit who works in the environment. You can search by the environment and see all the OCG members who fund in that space. Now, it's not going to give you their direct emails because we can't do all that. However, it will lead you to their website. It will likely give you a name. It'll give you a starting point of how to figure out who the funders are that are funding in your nonprofit space. And we are really proud of that visibility and transparency that we've created. Because one of the things that OCG really stands for at our core is this idea of equity. And equity cannot be achieved if there's a wall between the funders who have the dollars and the nonprofits who are doing the work on the ground. And so, so much of our work is built around this idea of breaking down those barriers, encouraging conversations between the nonprofits and the funders, and making sure that everyone knows who is here as a resource. And that couldn't be accomplished if our funder members were private. So our members are, again, as I said, corporate. We have, you know, large companies like Edwards Life Sciences, who's around the corner from here. And we have a number of banks like Wells Fargo. Um, We have corporations like PIMCO. Um, I'm listing some of my board members because they're the ones that come top to mind. We have government organizations like First Five, also one of my board members. We have private family foundations like the Sun Family Foundation, who's actually my board chair this year. So it really runs the gamut of small, small family foundations to large international companies that are granting across the world. You have a big event coming up on March 14th. We do. So one of the things that we're really excited about is, you know, how can we uplift the community in every way possible? And this year, being an election year, one of the ways we can do that is by helping to get out the vote. So we are working with the OC Votes, which is a group of leaders, nonprofits led by Charitable Ventures. Um, so Charitable Ventures and Orange County Grantmakers have teamed together to host a Get Out the Vote event on March 14th. The idea is to provide some insight to nonprofits and to anyone else who'd like to come about first what's possible what a nonprofit can do in terms of the Get Out the Vote campaign, but also what's at stake. We all know 2024 is gonna be a big year. And what are the resources that are available in Orange County? I think oftentimes 
an election and voting, it can seem overwhelming because you open your ballot guide, you open your voter guide, and it's pages and pages and pages of really heavy content. And if you don't understand, you don't know what a county assessor is or whatever that might be, you might just say, you know what, I'm not going to vote. We do not want that to happen. Every single person should be voting this year because what happens will have impact on people's day-to-day lives. And nonprofits are uniquely situated to actually help populations be feel empowered in that process because they are trusted community messengers. So the March 14th event is to help nonprofits start that process and feel empowered to do their own Get Out the Vote campaign. We're really excited. You know, we have... Um, uh, Norberto Santana with the Voice of OC is going to be on it. We have Todd Harmonson with the OC Register is going to be coming. We have Bob Page. Is that at a place? It is, yes. It's at Andre's Conscious Cuisine. Sorry, it's at Andre's Conscious Cuisine, which is in Irvine. You can find all the information if you go to OCG's social media or you just type in OC Votes, Get Out the Vote campaign. But it's going to be this really amazing dialogue um, with a number of community leaders. And again, it's going to highlight all the different Get Out the Vote resources, which includes Voice of OC, OC Register, and and this year, for the first time ever, LAist has this human-centered voter guide, and OCG was able to work with them and bring that down here. So for the first time ever, we have an Orange County voter guide through OC, um, through LAist, which breaks down some of the mystery around why issues are important and why sh- people should care and vote. So they're going to talk about the issues at this event or the whole idea is just to encourage people to get out and vote and explain that you can do it in person or by mail. Is that what the whole goal is? Yeah, this is a kickoff event to empower. So it, we're not going to talk about the issues because... One, we would need all day to do that, but also because we're not really there to talk about the issues. We're there to empower and encourage nonprofits, nonprofit leaders, and the community at large to feel confident in voting in November. So this is what this is about. Can I vote? How can I vote? How can I encourage others to vote? And what are the resources I can go look for? And the requirements to vote. And the requirements to vote. All of that will be there. So we're going to have, again, a number of resources. And then this won't be the end. This is just the kickoff to a whole series of OC votes opportunities for learning between March and November. Let people know the importance of voting in relation to nonprofits and funders. Yeah, I mean, with voting, obviously, at its core, voting is a right that gives you empowerment over your day-to-day life, right? So there are so many things that happen that I don't think people realize is a result of a past vote. For nonprofits, because so many of the people that they're working with are from underserved communities or are um, don't have the, some of the same resources as other communities might, we know that decisions made kind of higher up in the system have a trickle-down effect. And so making sure that the people that so oftentimes are the most impacted by decisions made have a say in that their own process is so important. And again, as I mentioned, nonprofits are seen as trusted messengers, right? There's no better communicator for why an issue is important than the nonprofit that truly understands the day-to-day lives of the people they're serving and has gained their trust over the years. So we're trying to show that that's the value. And for funders, funders have a role to play in democracy as well, right? We see that funders have a really important role in supporting um 
information. So, you know, supporting local journalism, supporting um, the nonprofits that are doing some of that work. And I think there's a misnomer of like, oh, is get out the vote lobbying. No, get out the vote is simply an information campaign. And so we're really encouraging everyone, funders and nonprofits to get involved. To just do their right. Exactly, exactly. What other activities or events do you have for members to participate in throughout the year? So many. So we really see our programming as for kind of two different buckets. We have our programming just for members, which includes member forums, which are kind of large convenings for all of our members, no matter their giving, to talk about issues that impact philanthropy. So that could be trust-based philanthropy or AI in philanthropy. How is it going to impact it in the future? We also have, um, as I mentioned, our issue tables. So those are smaller group settings for learnings. And then we have happy hours because everyone needs that place for connection. Then we have opportunities for our nonprofits that we do as well. And that's because we believe that it is important for philanthropy to always be uplifting the nonprofit community. And so what that looks like is we have a number of nonprofit networking opportunities for them as well. Um, And those are open to everyone, the whole community. We have a program called Leader to Leader, which is for our BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color nonprofit leaders, because we know oftentimes there are unique challenges and experiences that those nonprofit leaders um, deal with every day. So we have a space for them. And we have an amazing program that was supported by the St. Joseph Community Partnership Fund called Beyond Equity. That builds off an equity profile that we did in 2019 and then a subsequent report that they supported along with the California Endowment that's looking at historical inequities in Orange County, the root causes of them, and then what it looks like today from the voices of those communities that are being served or addressed. So last year, we had ones that were focused on our Vietnamese community, our Latinx community, um, our LGBTQ plus community. This year, we're going to be looking at our indigenous population. We're also going to be having the speakers come on who wrote the People's Guide to Orange County to talk about some of that history. So that's every other month. And those are all open and accessible to anyone who wants to join. You don't even have to be a nonprofit leader. It can be anyone who wants to join if you're interested in that space. Again, our role, we really see ourselves as a convener. It's to bring connection together. And then finally, we have a 400-person summit that we do in October. It's our signature event. It is open to everyone, again, business, community, nonprofit, philanthropy, anybody who wants to come. It's centered around a conversation around equity. Um, And what that means is we use this space this entire day to have conversations around the issues that people otherwise don't have the time to discuss or think about in their day-to-day life because they might be so you know, head down and focused on their mission. So we invite them to come, take a breath, listen, learn in community, in collaboration. We've been doing it for a number of years. Um, it will be October 10th at Orange Coast College this year. Um, we do it in partnership with OCC every year, which is a wonderful space. And it really is just, uh, last year somebody said it's like a family reunion every year, which I think is one of the best things I've ever heard. What is the commonality behind being involved in a nonprofit and being a funder? Your focus on mission and impact. I don't think any nonprofit leader would ever say that they're in it for the money. (laughs) That's just not a thing. And, you know, you might think that funders, oh, well, they just have so much money they're in for that, too. But that's not true. At the core, both funders and nonprofits do the work they do because they are committed to a specific vision or mission that is close to their heart. And it is mission driven. 
all of the work constantly. So, you know, nonprofits, they're head down, they're working so hard, they have little means, they're oftentimes stretching their staff and their time because they truly believe in the outcomes that they're trying to achieve. It's the same for funders. The reason why funders are taking the time to learn about the nonprofits, learn about the challenges that are facing our community, and then figure out how to best utilize oftentimes limited dollars, although it's hard to think about, you know, $100,000 is limited, but it is, in the best way possible to have the most impact. And so that's why there shouldn't be a barrier between the two, because you have two groups of people who are mission, vision, oriented, and driven. And at the end of the day, it only works if they work together. What are some success stories between nonprofits and funders? I mean, there are so many. At the end of the day, right, if you look at any nonprofit and you go to their like sponsorship page, they're all going to have a corporation or a foundation or philanthropy that has supported them or started them. So I think you can look to any nonprofit and say, this is sort of how a success story came out. Now, a number of years ago, one of the groups that Orange County Grantmakers supports, the health funders, they um, pooled their dollars, they came together, and they started working on something called CHIOC, which is an existing nonprofit that is doing amazing work in the community now. Another really good example was during COVID. So during COVID, right, so many nonprofits all of a sudden had to pivot or they shut their doors. They realized that they only had two to three weeks of cushion in terms of their budget to pay staff. And so Orange County Grantmaker members, with the support of you know all of our partners and then through Charitable Ventures, put together the COVID Resilience Fund. Philanthropy stepped up in a way like had never been seen before. Millions of dollars went out to the community overnight. And the relationships that had already existed between a lot of those nonprofits and funders allowed for those dollars to kind of immediately pivot from program dollars, which are you know very specific for one outcome, to general operating. Here's some money. Use it how you see fit because we know you, we believe in you, we see your value, and we know you need to exist in this community. And so those relationships that existed honestly kept our nonprofit community for many, not all, but for many of our nonprofit afloat during COVID. And I think that is a testament to the relationship that exists here between nonprofits and funders is that a lot of those nonprofits were able to pick up the phone and have really honest conversations about, this is what I need. This is how I'm gonna survive. And I need to continue serving the population that I'm dedicated to with your support. You know, I don't wanna call out anyone in specific because I don't wanna give more ampli- am- uh, amplify anyone more than another. But just to say that, you know, I think one of the most gratifying things is seeing that nonprofits and funders here, I can only speak to Orange County, really do have a collaborative relationship a lot of the times. Is it perfect? No. Is it something we're working towards? Absolutely. But so many really kind of innovative approaches to community impact have come because of true relationship between the funder and the nonprofit. Thank you, Orange County Grantmakers Executive Director Taryn Palumbo for being on Impact OC. And I thank everyone for tuning in. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber. Have an impactful day.
You've been listening to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping our community. Right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio.